Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Yo, 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 it's your favorite podcast. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Show, HR's Most Dangerous. I'm Joel Cheeseman. So wash. Chad, so wash. You're still Chad, (laughs) aren't you? On this week's show, Google says, good day, governor. Shaker shakes things up. Do you see what I did there? And the dumpster fire rages on at CareerBuilder. Jesus. Yes, it's actually getting worse. Grab some marshmallows. We're making s'mores right after this word from Sovereign. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. So smart. That was your 4th of July. It was amazing. Yeah, we, we took a little break. Yeah, no, I, t- I, t- I took a break myself. Being pretty much on the road for a month solid, I binge watched uh, with my lovely wife, Julie, um, uh, Luke Cage. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> it was pretty, it was sort of bleeping hot. Uh, where we were for the fourth. So I, I pretty much stayed in. Now, the benefit that I get is being married to a Canadian that I get to celebrate Canada Day, which <laughs> I didn't even know existed before I married a Canadian. Who would? Um, but it's kind of a fun little let's drink beer and, and we go up to her sister's up there in London, Ontario. And, uh, yeah, we have a good old time. So I had a nice little, you know, end to end two country birthday celebration. Uh, last week, but I'm ready to to get back on the horse and and do some podcasting. Damn straight, it's about time. Shout outs, shout out. Okay, first <laughs> shout out, shout out to the shred. shred. What the hell's the shred? The shred. It's it's a new breaking news segment from your favorite podcasters, the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Here's the thing about the shred: you've got to subscribe because here's why, guys. We're not going to put all of this breaking news on the website. Um, Reason being is it happens all the damn time. So if you subscribe using iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, whatever you use for your podcasts, it will automatically notify you. And guess what? you'll be a part of the breaking news. So go check out the shred. We've got uh, on the website, you can subscribe and you're off and running with breaking news. Look, we know a lot of these addicts out there, you know, they can't wait till Friday for the, for the, for the skinny, right? They got to have it immediately, which is why we did the shred, these little sort of bite sized snippets of news. Mm -hmm. So you need to subscribe in order to get it, but we think it'll be really, really cool. Um, I'd say this first week with the career builder news, which we'll talk about and the, uh, the Google news that you broke, uh, will be, make it well worth your while to push subscribe on your latest podcast solution. Yeah. Numbers are already skyrocketing by the way. And we haven't even talked about it yet. (laughs) 
It's the bomb. Speaking of, with all these new listeners, uh, let's make sure we remind them to vote Chad and Cheese on the upcoming TA Tech uh, nominations for best of everything in recruiting. That's right. Uh, if you head out to chadcheese.com, there's a big old image that, that Chad made. It says vote Chad and Cheese or something. Just click that. Find us on the ballot and click the radio button. Vote it up. Vote it up. Chadcheese.com. So, Angelo over at Robo Recruiter was listening and he loved the go, Down Go Slack podcast. He called it juicy. <laughs> I don't know that we've ever been called juicy before. Juicy. I've, I've had my booty called juicy before, but never a podcast. And what I was thinking is that I could actually go out and get you some of those Juicy Couture uh, sweatpants that say juicy across the back and you can wear those to all our live events moving forward. Thank you, Angelo. Those would look great with my yoga pants, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> wow. The show can only go down from here. Woo! Uh, shout out to Alio, our latest firing squad victim. Yeah. If you have not listened to uh, the latest firing squad, head out uh, and check that out. They, it was a great interview. And uh, I won't tell the, the audience how we voted, but um, it was favorable for the most part. Yeah. Alio, literally, they're looking to replace recruiters with their technology, their AI, their machine learning, whatever the hell you want to call it. I, I, I really don't care. It's a platform. And I mean, they are they're upfront about it. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think one of the quotes was, we have companies that are using us. We're their recruiter. Yeah. And it, period, right? Yep. Did I remember that quote correctly? Yeah. So, if, if you're worried about the future of your job as a recruiter, uh, you might want to go check out the interview with Elio. <laughs> and, and last but not least, from my side of the house, uh, Joanne De La Rosa. She is an avid listener. She's not even in our space. She's not even in the recruiting space, which is funny because we're hearing more stories of people who aren't even in recruiting and they listen to our podcast. What's wrong with you? People? I, I love them. I love them. Um, yeah. We're we're obviously one of the only pods that she listens to. But but here's the thing. Joanne, she is is suffering with some medical issues right now and she's recovering. We thought we would give you a big get well shout out from Chad and Chief. Thanks for listening. But uh, again, the feedback that we receive, uh, the engagement that we get from our listeners is huge, which is uh, which is very important to us. But it's very important. Uh, you, you get well soon, uh, Joanne. Right on. It, it, the feedback is our oxygen. And uh, a quick note to say, hey, if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen, uh, please take a few seconds to give us some feedback. We really appreciate it. My final shout out uh, for the week goes to judge.com. Uh, I'm bookending with the shred at the beginning. Uh, judge is our exclusive shred sponsor. I had never even heard of them until we did the podcast because one of their, one of our most fanatical listeners uh, <laughs> husband works for them and they became a sponsor. Uh, so judge big shout out. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, we love you. That's J U D G E dot com. That's a hell of a URL. I mean, who gets that domain? Uh, and they've been around longer than you and I have. So they're not they, they're not a they're not a they're not a new group, right? Nineteen fifty eight, I think they've been around. <laughs> Nineteen almost as long as Shaker, which is a great segue. Uh, but I know we want to talk about the cheap sheets first. But yeah, talking about old organizations, Judge yeah. is one of them. No shit. So uh, we're going to set up the the cheap seats. Why don't you go ahead and set up the cheap seats? 
You want me to? It's your idea. Uh, I know. I can, but, I can set it up. But you know. okay. So uh, we have great listeners. They all have opinions. Um, and many of them like to share their opinions with us. Yeah. And have conversations outside of the podcast. And in some cases, we believe like, hey, this is kind of worthy of more publicity, more exposure. So we thought let's have a little segment called The Cheap Seats. Uh, where we sort of discuss and elaborate on topics that we discuss in private in some cases yeah. with our listeners. Yeah, yeah. So Danielle Klug over at Pontoon, she sent us a, a message, said that she listened to the Down Go Slack podcast, and she agrees that with more of the simplified positions, we're talking about AI and, and machine learning and whatnot, that uh, like CDL drivers and, and warehouse workers can be taken over by AI. Although she does think that for niche positions, it's going to be a hell of a lot more difficult. So your thoughts on that, Joel? Uh, define a niche position for me in the audience. Yeah. I mean, a niche position being, uh, let's say, for instance, a rocket scientist. That'd be a hell of a, oh. a, a, hell of a niche position, right? Um, Brain surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. So anything that anything that is not just you have to have a pulse uh, to be able to work here kind of a thing. So they're more than just the simplified jobs. I would side on agreeing with that. Um, I think that when you have high turnover, a lot of churn organizations, lower sort of educated folks. We're talking restaurants, hourly, seasonal stuff. I think AI and automation makes perfect sense for that. Um, I, I, and I think you as well love the platforms, the Uber type platforms for those folks where they can turn on themselves and, you know, get, you know, match them with an opportunity for the day yeah. to go do that that day. Now, when we're looking at, you know, people that you know, hello, have jobs like scientists, surgeons, doctors, nurses, you know, that becomes much more challenging. Those are the recruiters that have relationships locally that go to meetups, that go to colleges and, you know, build relationships with these folks in order to, um, you know, get into where they live at work and, you know, what they do, you know, locally and socially. So I totally agree that automation will start with the lowest common denominator. Um, I'd be a little careful to say, hey, 100 years from now, is it going to, you know, not going to penetrate into higher level folks? You and I won't be around. Probably we'll, right. we might just be two talking heads in a in a fishbowl. <laughs> but um, I think in the, in the in the short term, yes, I think we're a long way from attracting and retaining and recruiting high level folks through automation and AI. Hey, that's that's why we're feeding the machines, right? I mean, the machine learning piece of it. So yeah, I mean, you've got to start somewhere. So you start at the base. So, you know, machine learning is training the machine to understand more complex problems. We've seen that. I mean, we take a look at, uh, again, the the IBM debater project that we just talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, we're, we're debating, we're playing chess, we're doing all these things. These are complex problems, right? So the niche positions, yeah, they're going to start going after those niche positions as the machine learns. That's what it comes down to. So feeding the machine, those uh, niche positions are also going to be taken by these algorithms. There's no question. And let's not forget that advertising is going to get better, right? If you've seen Minor Minority Report, yeah. um, there's, <laughs> there's nothing saying in the future that uh, you know a doctor or rocket scientist yeah. uh, will be known as a rocket scientist and as they go to you know the store to buy groceries, mm -hmm. you know that an ad pops up about a job as a rocket scientist. Like advertising will get more, will get smarter as well. Yep, yep. So thanks, Danielle, for I mean your take on it. Love it. Keep it coming. Thanks, Danielle. 
Good take. Hot take. Hot take. Next one is from uh, Stephen Rothberg, college recruiter <laughs> fan. <laughs> okay, okay. Stephen knows us. He'll appreciate that. He loves it. So Stephen tweeted us. So this is out there in the public. Chad and Cheese love the idea that all hourly workers will be hired through on-demand gig apps. Like we've been talking about the Ubers and the the the, the Lyft. So, yeah. Um, but I don't see it. I get that a restaurant can hire a dishwasher for a shift at the last minute, but w- would you want your server to have almost no training? So what do you think about that? So I think that the, the apps that we've talked about will... You know, a lot of these services have badges uh-huh. or they, they tag people as pros for certain positions. So I think what these apps are hoping to achieve is, okay, if you're a server at Olive Garden, you know, you can be a server at any Olive Garden in town. You can probably be a server at Chili's and you can probably be a server at uh, Logan Steakhouse or something, right? So yep. in this case, th- this person could have a badge that says, I can work at any Olive Garden, any Buca de Beppo, whatever restaurants those are. And then if I'm the employer, I can say, I only want, I only want my opportunity to show up for people who have badges for Olive Garden or whatever the restaurant is. And then that can be a matchup. I don't think you could just have a random dude come in to Olive Garden and say, okay, what's the menu? What do we do? And train them. Like, I don't think that's going to be the future, but I do think you can have a, a, a badge system where people can automatically fit into positions, whether it's a server, a cook. Uh, anything. Right. Well, and think of it just now from a driver standpoint and Uber and Lyft, they've done a ton of the heavy lifting, right? Yep. You can see the person who's picking you up the car. Uh, but just think of that from the standpoint of being able to see the person and their experience within this platform. Where else have they worked? What is their rating, right? What is their show rate? Those types of things. I think it makes it much easier to be able to to really work within the gig economy itself. Um, but to, to be quite frank, I really think that this is a stopgap solution until uh, automation takes those, those gigs away. We see McDonald's implementing kiosks. Chili's has a table side electronic menu that you can actually pay your bill through. Um, go to Kroger and most of the people are actually going through the self-service lines. I mean, we're teaching ourselves to get away from actually hu- uh, using human beings. And this is going to be another one of the areas where that happens. And, and one of the one of the yep. examples I used was, you know, been in a, a lot of airports lately. You go up to the counter, and especially in these international airports, to be able to order food. There's an iPad that's there. You use the iPad to order your food. Somebody brings you your food. That'll probably change in the future. But where's the where's the waiter? Where's the waitress? They're gone. Yeah. I mean, I think we're a ways away from that. Maybe not in the fast food segment, but the food service. I mean, the trend is that, you know, millennials apparently don't like to cook. They want to go out to eat where it's fast casual or whatever, right? So you have more demand for these restaurants, but there's less talent to sort of take care of these folks. How many times have you gone to a restaurant and there's tables just sitting there and they tell you it's a 30 minute wait and you're like, there's a table right over there. There's like eight tables over there. Well, they don't have people Uh to support that. I think the the magic of the platform. So let's back up. So in Steven's world, I post a job on Craigslist or ZipRecruiter, right? I get 10 folks that 
are interesting. I talk to them, you know, three come in, you know, one doesn't show up. The other one leaves after the first week and I get one person, you know, who stays on. I train them. I train everybody. But so like, that's a huge headache. If I know that there's a conference in town or there's an event or, hey, I know I'm going to be short staffed to be able to like win-win, open up an app. There's eight people ready to work tonight. On demand. On demand. They're in there. I know that they can do the job. Like that's a huge win-win, not only for the restaurant, but for the worker because they work on their, you know, on their terms as opposed to the boss's terms. Yeah. And in a perfect world, that person would post their job on collegerecruiter.com. Right, Stephen? <laughs> Which let's be honest, Stephen doesn't like that model because it's not his model. Yeah. Well, not yet. Yeah. Um, last person from the cheap seats is Jonathan Mills. Yep. Um, and, and, and he had some great questions in clarifying what's going on with Google for Jobs. We've been talking about this. We're going to talk more about it. And uh, from from my standpoint, I've actually talked to a ton of people around what Google for Jobs actually means. And they get it confused with the actual API, the Jobs Discovery API and hire. And, and there's a lot of crossing of the streams when you have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, my my advice, not just to Jonathan, but to everybody that's out there is uh, you can listen to our show because we talk about it all the time. We actually have contacts at Google and, and we try to definitely work hard to get this right. But do your research and find out what is going on out out there, whether you're in town acquisition, you should definitely be doing your research. Or if you're a vendor who could prospectively be competing with this, you better know your shit, guys. This is very important. So just to be able to kind of take it kind of laissez-faire, uh, you're not going to be able to do that. There are big names in this industry now, and uh, it's, it's time to bone up and get ready. Yeah, you know, Google is historically really bad at this whole branding thing. And they've always been sort of a branded house as opposed to a house of brands, Mm -hmm. which has its own benefits. And there's a reason why YouTube was kept YouTube. Like, do you remember Google Video? Oh, yeah. I do, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But YouTube as a brand and I mean, people in the brain, I mean, branded is really nice. So like, I agree that this is your life. This is your profession. Like you should know the difference between Google Google for jobs, the cloud API, and Google Hire. But at the same time, Google could do a little better job instead of just tagging on these words behind (laughs) Google to help people understand. Because, okay, now they got to worry about Google Calendar, Google Chrome, like there's Google is everywhere. And it's hard to, it's hard for consumers to keep everything, you know, in line. Well, well, big, big props to Jonathan, because in most cases, uh, you know, you just kind of take the information that's coming to you uh, and just kind of go on and, and reverberate that shit. Right. He was actually looking for he was researching and he wanted opinion on what's going on. So uh, big ups to, uh, to to Jonathan. And uh, thanks for reaching out to us. Thanks for all of our cheap seats listeners uh we might do this again who knows yeah let us know if you hate the cheap seats if you want to if there's a (laughs) if there's a topic you want to discuss on cheap seats reach out to one of us or go to chadcheese.com but uh yeah let's take uh i think we're going to take a quick break right and then we're going to come back and talk about a recent acquisition how many times has someone said to you we're the uber of or it's the paypal of maybe they're the facebook of In many, many cases, these comparisons fall short of being close to reality or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do. In the case of Job Ad X, our example is so accurate, so spot on that it's synonymous with our work. 
Job Ad X is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. As the best ad tool in the industry, Job Ad X offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. All this is done with the flexibility of Job Ad X's cost per impression, click, or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We are not set in regret. For direct clients, Job Ad X delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. Job Ad X, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? Job Ad X has just launched in the UK too. You know, JobGate coming up uh, for our listeners that are going, I, I, I'm pretty sure Job Ad X is going to be there. So if you're interested, find uh, find Isabel or Tim or whoever and uh, learn more. Oh, yeah. And I believe they're also up for one of the Innovator Awards. So again, when you go to chadcheese.com and you click on the vote, uh, they'll be up for uh, one of those awards too. So vote for Job Ad X. Do that thing. Because if they're successful, we keep getting paid. That's what I'm talking Amen, about. brother. Yep. Shaker. Yeah. Oof. Acquiring the Arlen Group. So uh, didn't see that coming, did you? We don't see a lot of agency on agency crime uh, in the industry where they, <laughs> they buy each other. It's usually private equity firms or they just downsize to the point where they're skeleton crews. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this this was sort of a rare um, acquisition. And, you know, newspapers for sure have been probably the most just demolished industry since the dawning of Craigslist and job boards and cl- like everything that has happened. But mm-hmm. agencies thrived as newspapers thrived. Oh, so, yeah. So as the decline of newspapers has happened, agencies have gone through an incredible evolution of, you know, going from getting 15% on a $5,000 display ad and just basically picking up the phone to actually having sales staffs that are consultants and have to know a lot of different technologies and job boards. And so to me, we're at this sort of time in the agency business where there's going to be some consolidation, there's going to be some smaller firms you know, merge into bigger firms. Um, and this is just sort of that happening. Shaker, Shaker's been around for a long time. I think they're oh, third, yeah. third generation now. Um, it really is a family owned kind of business. Like you talk to a lot of people there, their name is Shaker. Uh, <laughs> the people that have been there have been there for a long time. So it's nice to see them sort of um, consolidate some other brands that have a lot of um, consistencies with theirs. I know Arlen Group, it's like a 10-person shop, but they're really in line with what sort of Shaker's culture is. Mm-hmm. So it was a perfect fit. Um, what are your thoughts? It's all about footprint at this point, right? There's money to be made in the recruitment industry. I mean, money is being thrown around left and right. 
So not to mention, you've got clients who have no clue how to spell programmatic, let alone how to go out and buy it. You've got uh, employer brand. You've got all these things that employers just suck at. I mean, they just really do. And, and a lot of it has to do with they don't have time to become good at it. I mean, they've got other things that they need to do. So they need experts in the space. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's great from the standpoint of Shaker really increasing footprint. You know, they're in Chicago. Um, the Arlen Group is in St. Louis and just really starting to grow to be able to also get that book of business that 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 the Arlen Group had. And uh, you're talking about two leaders uh, in uh, Deb Andrechuk and Joe Shaker, who I think really complement each other really well. You know, the talent that these that agencies have had, I mean, they've gone from sort of people who can pick up a phone or schmooze, mm-hmm. you know, a client, yeah. you know, the three martini lunch. <laughs> To, I mean, let's be honest. It doesn't take a lot to call a newspaper and say, I'm placing an ad. I'm going to fax it over and we're done, right? Yeah. To have a, to have a salesperson or a, a, you know, an account executive that understands programmatic and automation and chat bots and what job boards are still relevant and mm-hmm. all these Google products, like that takes someone with a brain and the agencies with the most brains are going to win. So I think a lot of the move by Shaker, um, who frankly has done a really good job of retaining the best talent at their company, the people who can talk about right. these things, um, you know, merging with the mm-hmm. Arlen Group to like add to your sales force of more people who understand that language is only going to make them stronger. Um, so I think a lot of this was an aqua hire, yeah. if you will, as much as it was getting the clients that Arlen Group has, um, et cetera. It was probably not a huge acquisition, um, but it was a strategic and probably really smart acquisition from a talent um, and customer standpoint. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, and you take a look at like the TMPs of the world who really are differentiating, differentiating themselves with uh, tech, like talent brew. And I think five years ago, 10 years ago, you know, uh, th- that was, that was a good move. Um, but today, uh, I don't think it's sustainable. I think it's about the people because we have so much tech that's happening right now from a startup standpoint. Hell, we were talking about Alio earlier. Um, how can TMP focus on all these different areas, employer brand and, and programmatic and so on and so forth, and still continue to be a quote unquote agency slash tech company? I think that is incredibly hard and not sustainable where a shaker and Arlen group, they're smaller. There's no question, but I think there's just more focus there, which makes it uh, much nicer. And, and the KRTs of the world who really focusing on programmatic. So yeah, I think we're starting to see a shift. Yeah. They've gone from like, okay, we're getting 15% of a display out of the newspaper. Now we're getting 15% of a $99 job posting. Yeah. So the evolution says, okay, why don't we just make our own job board? Why don't we make our own ATS? Why don't we make all of our own stuff? And then we get 100% of the profit. Well, they didn't have, you know, sort of the the wherewithal to compete with the people who actually do that specifically. So I think they've learned like, okay, we just need to be really, really good at being consultants and helping our clients make the best decisions. And in the course of job postings sort of going away or becoming commoditized, the real value is in the technology that's being created today. And like you said, customers need to make sense of all the noise mm-hmm. that's out there and agencies can fill that void. Yeah. And it's noisy as hell. <laughs> and speaking of noisy, if you watched the World Cup yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, England losing, unfortunately Ooh. for me, Chad's a, Chad's a Frenchie. We won't get into that. But, Mbappe. but the noise... Coming from the UK is a nice segue into Google for Jobs opening shop 
in England and the UK. In the UK, yeah. So no, no one's shocked, right? Yeah, it shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. I, I, it's interesting. I mean, Patrick Welch over at AIA uh, Worldwide, who is kind of sister company of of TMP. You know, he started to see uh, pretty much the 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 signs, the patterns of testing within the UK, which is what he's seen in Canada, kind of duplicating kind of some of the things that he's seen in Canada and in India when Google was uh, was actually launching there. So we've been talking about Google for jobs coming to the UK and uh, it looks like it's it, it's on its way. Do you think that, so the, the UK is sort of a unique environment because it's so staffing heavy mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the US. Do you think that was why? Because to me, the UK, like, that seems like a real natural progression. And the fact that they went Canada and India and even South America, I think a few places. Um, do you think that was the reason that the UK was sort of slow or do you think just Google being Google? That's some of it, but they're also, there, there's a huge lawsuit against Google right now in the, in the billions of dollars. Uh, there you go. When it comes to, uh, was uh, Google, uh, it was used to be frugal, but anyway, where they were starting to, starting to aggregate all of the uh, different, um, the, the different sites to be able to create a buyer site. And uh, that was infringing on business and that's what the uk was finding and so they have that monopoly kind of bad word thing happening so i think it made sense for google to better understand a uh, a way or, or, or create a better way for users to experience and utilize other sites. So like Google aggregates from the same job from ZipRecruiter, College Recruiter, and the uh, uh, advertising agency, so on and so forth. And the user can actually pick who they're going to apply through. So there's that 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 choice that's in there. And it's not that monopoly kind of thing. So we've watched the, the evolution happen through the actual user, uh, the UI itself for Google for Jobs. I think that was one of the big pieces of it. Sometimes having you on the show really pays off and i think that your your comment about the gdpr stuff and the privacy and the lawsuits probably is the reason why google has waited to open up in the uk it's a lot of money anything else yeah there's a lot of money so yeah google google's going to be everywhere at some point unless it, you know like china where they can't get into yeah. but google for jobs will be everywhere yeah. so if you don't have to worry about it you better start thinking about it and something else to start thinking about voice assistance on a commercial level duplex baby duplex Dude, this thing is happening much faster than I imagined. Yeah. I thought we were like three to five years from this, but uh, a story came out last week that Duplex is starting to test commercial applications for call centers. Yep. So, yeah, you know, you call a call center now and it's hello, press number one yeah. for blah, yeah. blah, blah. And so, Duplex, I assume, is going to start acting like you're talking to a real person and it will feel much more organic. Um, it also came out that Alexa, Amazon's Alexa, is testing commercial applications as well. So, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Recruiter, uh, Sorcerer, you know, this thing might be coming sooner than you think. So if you're too concerned about you know, understanding Google Hire from Google for Jobs, you might, you might get, you know, mm-hmm. you might get run over at some point by this thing called Duplex while you're sitting around figuring out the difference between an ATS and a 
you know, a job search. Yeah. Well, and this just goes back to earlier from the cheap seats, you know, will, you know, will AI be able to catch up? Here's, here's a great example, guys. I mean, if you watch the duplex demonstration, uh, it is amazing. And then think of all the other applications that you can plug into this. The thing that really gets me, and I think it's funny is all these people that are saying, well, if it's, if it's a computer, and they're talking to me on the phone, shouldn't they identify themselves as a machine? Why? I, I mean, seriously, I, what, what's what's the purpose? By the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip this a little bit because stories about like job seeker robots and bots are coming out. Yeah. Imagine a world employer where a job seeker can instruct Duplex to call you know, a hundred companies on their behalf in a day to try to set up interviews with that company and reference that person's resume to answer questions that you might have about that candidate. Like that could be a real thing. Like you, everyone could start having to worry about phone calls coming into the HR department about jobs. And that's something to like, think about because right now they don't, they just get emails and like digital stuff. Machines will be talking to machines. The phone might come back with machines. Machines are going to be talking to machines. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what happened with uh, Facebook. If you remember, one of the reasons why uh, that the big blow up happened with Facebook's AI is because Facebook was working on uh, really their machines negotiating against themselves and to be able to do it more efficiently. So as the Facebook system, the machine learning started to, to see that the English language was really inefficient. So it created its own English language and uh, it just it just morphed from there. So, I mean, the we already have apps. We already have machines that are doing this, these things, these negotiations, these, these outreach pieces. This is, it's already happening today, guys. So to think that it's not going to happen, especially with a duplex interface, man, don't, don't put your head in the sand. Amen. Uh, let's take a quick break. Yep. AJE. Yeah. We'll talk about career builder. One of our favorite topics. So uh, stay tuned. Buckle up. Oh, shit. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www americasjobexchange.com. Well, let's get to what everybody was waiting for. Uh, career builder. Holy cow. What a mess. Um, crazy. So the, the, my, my first shred was, uh, we got some word that three folks, executive level folks had been a combination of fired. Yeah. Jump ship and just left the Titanic, I guess. Um, yeah, let's go through these real quick. Uh, Douglas Hoodick. Someone told me how to say his name. Hudak, I think I was saying. I think it's Hudak. Uh, VP of sales, apparently fired. Uh, Now, he is unique because he was uh, named in the recent sexual harassment lawsuit Uh by our buddy Lauren McInerney, right? Did I say that right? Uh, So, we don't know if if he was terminated because of the lawsuit or if there was some internal investigation, but... Word is that he is gone. Um, everything I've heard about this guy from at least two or three folks is that he was just not a good dude. 
Like he was not a good person. I guess he could sell his ass off. But uh, most the people I've talked to are pretty glad that he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Zellner, uh, another VP of sales, is gone. Uh, the word that I've gotten on him is he was the last um, ethical VP <laughs> at the company. So apparently it's just it's just Caligula now uh, in Thunderdome at, at Crew. Uh, um, the last one you knew uh, you got wind of was Mark Landwer. Yeah, he jumped ship. President of Enterprise Field Sales. Do you know where he ended up? I don't. Okay. And from what we know, that was just getting the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, yeah. And, and dude, I, I'm telling you right now, there people are scared at Career Builder. And this is just my personal experience. I have contacts at Career Builder who won't connect with me unless it's in person i feel like i'm a part of spy games or something (laughs) what do you mean like you're meeting people in garages like cover of darkness before they'll talk to you yeah well it's it's in person wherever that might be but it's got to be in person it can't be something that i guess is traceable or i don't know dude but there is a paranoia that's going on around that place that uh i'm not sure can be duplicated can you are you surprised no shit i'm not surprised i'd be be horrified to go into that place to work every day well tell us about so you heard a little bit about apollo and Broadbean, which I, i didn't know about tell me about that yeah so so whenever whenever this stuff happens at career builder inevitably more people come out of the woodwork and go oh yeah did you know about a b and c yeah um the the harassment lawsuit um apparently there's another sexual harassment lawsuit that's that's brewing out of canada wow um that was in response to the chicago the lori uh lori's lawsuit that that hasn't come to fruition yet but that's that that may happen. So that's happening apparently. Uh, but we got word after the shred update that uh, Apollo is closing the Broadbean Newport Beach office, which you've actually been to, right? No, I haven't. But oh. I've, I've seen pictures, and I, from my understanding, it's an awesome office. I mean, Newport Beach in it in it is awesome oh, yeah. as yeah. itself. Yeah. So anyway, they're apparently moving everything to a <laughs> quote ghetto place right next to the john wayne airport (laughs) i have flown into the john wayne airport which is pretty nice the luggage the luggage place is outside which is nice but yeah i don't know if the area around is is that good so if it is bad uh broadbean employers are i'm sure really happy to leave newport beach uh to go to a ghetto outside of john wayne airport um so that's happening as well as word is that there's a large career builder telesales operation out of chicago that's being shuttered and reestablished in the philippines you've got to be shitting me wow why they could if they wait about six months they could do it with duplex Wow, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> Telesales and the job space getting shuttered for duplex. Yeah. But yes, I, my question is, are they going like, okay, either all these all these executives are dirtbags and scum and Apollo is being smart and getting rid of everyone who's a cancer mm-hmm. and they're eventually going to bring on, you know, rock stars that turn this thing around. Or they're just cutting, like they're just cutting everything and creating super efficiencies 
and they're just going to milk this thing, this cash cow until it dies. I don't know what they're doing. What are your thoughts? It's it's basic acquisition 101, right? You get, you go in, you assess, which is what they did uh, for a few months, and then you start uh, looking for uh, cost that you can uh, you can get rid of, right? I mean, you've got to take a look at your margins. You've got to got to you've got to look at that cost that you can prospectively get rid of. Now, I don't know either one of these guys. They could be stellar. They could not be stellar. I have no clue at all. But if you take a look at the high side of the uh, salary spectrum, I'm sure they are on the high side of the salary spectrum. Yeah. So being able to prospectively get rid of some of these VPs, that's cost, right? That's overhead. And then you take a look at this this other piece, were they over telesales? I don't know. But these are all cost measures. Plus, I mean, hell, if one of them was actually named in the lawsuit, uh, not saying that this actually was be- he was termed because of the lawsuit, but uh, that's a lot of noise and there's a lot of shit going on. So, I mean, anybody who's there today at Career Butter, dude, I'm sorry that all this noise is happening. Uh, hopefully you can gain some focus uh, or a new position somewhere else. So Ronstadt buys Monster. Yeah. They, they get rid of everyone pretty much executive level, but then they bring yes. in a whole new team. Right. Change the culture, the yeah. direction to try to revive a dying monster, yeah. unintended. Yeah, yeah. Um, so career builder feels like just an absolute Gordon Gecko style, rip it up, sell the pieces, monetize as much as you can, and then at some point sell the whole thing down the road. Like they that's what this feels like because I haven't seen any indication outside of a new COO, I think, yeah. who's from Apollo, apparently, mm-hmm. that they are interested in turning this thing around. It sounds like a total chop shop at this point. If you would have seen this over the next three years as they ramp up to try to get acquired by somebody else, who knows, mm-hmm. um, that would make more sense. It's like they're trying to, f- I mean, it's like they're really trying to flip this thing quick. And th- the waves that, that come out of this, I, I, I don't think they're doing anybody any good. They're doing us some good because we have a lot of stuff to talk about every week. So from our standpoint, <laughs> keep a, keep burning shit, point. career builder, because it's fun to talk about. Fill the dumpster and keep it on fire. Are we out? We out. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Chiffre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics than hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts.